You are listening to the Toxic Mold Podcast with Steve Worsley, the toxic mold expert and your number one source for mold consulting and mitigation in the USA. Let's dive into a brand new episode. Before we get started on this episode, here's a not so short disclaimer. While all attempts have been made to verify the content provided in this podcast, neither the podcaster or the producers assume any responsibility for errors, omissions, or alternative interpretations of the issues discussed here. All information stated in this podcast is the opinion of Steve Worsley. Steve Worsley is a mold specialist with over 25 years of experience in the construction and mold industry. The Toxic Mold Podcast is for information sharing purposes only. The views expressed are those of the podcaster and his alone. These views should not be taken as expert instruction or commands. While there may be references to medical conditions and symptoms, all podcast episodes are the opinion of Steve Worsley and any medical questions or concerns shall be addressed with the appropriate licensed medical professional or professionals. As the podcaster refers to different mold types, please be aware that Steve Worsley is not a microbiologist and questions concerning mold specifics should be answered by the appropriate professional. Steve isn't nor does he offer any legal advice. For any legal advice, you must speak with a lawyer. The listener is 100% responsible for his or her own actions. You can check out Steve's books on Amazon. Just go to Amazon and search for author Steve Worsley. You can also take Steve's courses on Udemy or Skillshare, and you can find out more about those at cnccontractorservices.com. Now, let's get to the episode. Hello, good morning. You're listening to the Toxic Mold Podcast with Steve Worsley. Uh, Today is episode 176, and we're going to talk about cracks and toxic mold. so last week was the first week that we did we did a solo. Uh, looks like it did pretty good from all the listens. Um, as you all very well know, it's something a little bit new to me. I'm used to to having my wife who kind of asks questions that I don't think about. So what I've done is I've actually uh, before I've recorded these, I, I did just an outline of questions that I would think that you listeners would ask me. So. That's kind of how we're going to do the format today. I don't know how well that's going to work, but we'll see. Um, I'm Like I said before, I'm trying to figure this out, and it'll take some tweaking and, and getting used to. So I hope all of you are doing well. Uh, thank you for listening to the Toxic Mold Podcast. Uh, we're just over a week into October, so uh, I hope all of you are doing well. You're enjoying the fall and, and enjoying the, the beautiful weather. So, most people will see cracks, you know, in their sheetrock or cracks in their foundations, cracks in their hard surfaces like sidewalks and things like that. And a lot of times they just think it's no big deal, you know, and that that assumption can really get you into trouble when it comes to mold. Um, Those cracks, although cracks are common, uh, we talked about this last week with the fall checklist, any cracks that are up to one-eighth of an inch in width, those are classified as common curing and settling cracks. Well, we kind of get lulled into the misnomer that, well, these cracks are normal, they're fine. 
Well, when the cracks keep getting larger, that is not fine. Um, is it common for cracks to go away and come back inside a home, like in walls? Typically, it shouldn't happen. Um, but when you do patch them and have them come back, that's totally common. It, you know, A lot of times, whatever you're using to patch those cracks doesn't have enough elasticity to it for it to expand and shrink with the temperatures because your whole home does that. Um, wood products have moisture in them. They're going to freeze. They're going to, you know, the, the levels of moisture, humidity can change. It's just, it's the same concept as of, you know, you have a door that shuts right for half the year, but the other half of the year doesn't. And that's just because, you know, the wood, depending on humidity levels and could be temperatures, but mainly humidity is shrinking and expanding. So the same concept when you patch holes in sheetrock. Now, Outside, if you're patching any concrete, you obviously should use, you know, like a Sikaflex or something that, that is designed for concrete and it has enough elasticity to expand and shrink in the freeze-thaw, um, uh, I was going to say seasons, but the freeze-thaw time of the years, which right now we're, we're somewhat hitting that in October. So at nighttime, it's freezing. During the day, it's thawing. So that stuff's shrinking and expanding not that extreme with concrete but the soils are doing that and as we get deeper into the winter obviously it's going to get get worse so my whole point with that is is don't don't get lulled into the common or these are common cracks like that's that's something that's going to get you into trouble it's, it's no different than just because your body does something every day or does it all the time doesn't mean that it's normal um it might be common but it's not normal so you know, what, when should it become a concern? Um, and so that's like, I was touching on that earlier. When it becomes a concern is, is when it, things are getting worse. And when it gets worse, that tells us there's a moisture intrusion or you're adding more moisture. So we're going to give an example of a crack, let's just say in your driveway. It's in your driveway. It's not going to hurt anything when it comes to, to your home and mold. That's typically what you think. For the most part, you're right. It shouldn't. It's a driveway. It shouldn't have anything to do with your home and toxic mold. But at some point, that moisture could cause issues with your foundation, which will, you know, allow moisture intrusion into a basement or crawl space. So my point is, is that crack in the driveway, it might not be a big deal. I don't know what your driveway looks like, but if it's close to your garage or your foundation, it could start causing problems. So going back to that example, you have a crack in your driveway every year. It just slowly gets bigger. And, you know, at first you're just kind of like, oh, it's fine. It's common crack. The next year you say, hey, I'm going to put some silicone in it. You put silicone in it. The next year it's even larger. Over time, it's actually going to start to heave and you know, one side of the concrete driveway is going to be higher than the other and one's going to be lower. Well, then the, the lower area is going to allow moisture accumulation, which is going to make it worse. So my point is, is over time, within 10 years, that crack's not going to be just something that's minor. It's going to be fairly major and you're going to have to get it fixed. Well, when you fix that, just like if you fix a mold mitigation or fix a mold concern with mold mitigation... We have to figure out what's causing that. Is it grading and drainage? Was it poor workmanship? Was the concrete not sloped properly? We've got to figure all that out. So that's why we're talking about that today because those cracks, 
eventually will lead to major structural issues and possibly mold concerns. So going back to uh, like like your your concrete driveway, what areas should you be concerned with? Well, the driveway is a concern, but if it's clear out by the street and it has nothing to do with, I mean, you're 20 feet from your house, that's not a concern. What we're concerned with is everything that's within six feet of the, your, what I call the apron of the house. So the foundation, the walls, however you want to look at it. But six feet away from that structure, we need to be concerned with. doesn't mean it's, if, if, if you have a major issue at eight feet, it doesn't matter. No, I'm not saying that. But as a standard, everything within six feet of the home, you should be concerned with. Well, that would include sidewalks, your driveway right where it meets the garage, your garage floor, your foundation. Um, you could have cracks in brick or the mortar, the grout that's in the brick. So those are the areas you want to be concerned with. So what the, the obviously the easiest way to determine if it's going to cause a problem is to monitor those those areas. We have cell phones now. We have cameras literally in our back pocket all the time. Take a picture of it. It's timestamped. So it's October 10th. You took a picture of this crack. It's in the fall. It's not really freezing yet. And then next year, you know, next spring, take another picture and compare it and see, you know, if you want to get technical like engineers would do, you can get your measuring tape out and you can actually measure the crack and just monitor it every year and keep track of it. But that's the key is, is to keep track of it now or monitor it. On top of that, you need to figure out what's causing that. If it's not changing, meaning the crack's not getting any wider, it's not growing, it's not really doing anything, it's the same crack that's always been there, for the most part, you shouldn't worry about it. But if it is getting worse, you need to figure out what's causing that. Is there a leaking gutter above it? Is the grading and drainage of your yard flat where the water runs to the foundation and then that's causing problems? Figure out what's causing it. It Something has to be causing it. It's not natural for cracks to just keep getting larger and larger. Well, the next question you would ask is, is so what do these cracks, Steve, what do they have to do with mold? Well, eventually, depending on where those cracks are, that moisture, that water is going to get into the area adjacent to it. So if it's your foundation and you have a basement, uh, it can end up, the, the water's going to come down the walls of, of that basement. And for the most part, you're not going to see it for years. Now, if there was something, you know, you had a, a pretty major rainstorm or maybe you had a lot of snow and in the spring, a ton of snow's melting, which is allowing a bunch of water to sit next to that foundation, maybe your floor might get wet. But my point is, is you could have something that could be going on for years behind that wall. And I'm talking obviously a finished basement that you're just you don't really know about like you see the crack on the outside but you don't think it's a big deal well let's say 10 years from now you go to remodel or 10 years from now you have something major happen you're going to pull that wall covering off which is typically sheetrock or could be wood or whatever you're, you're using you're going to pull that off and you're going to expose the wood studs which are the wall behind it and you're going to see that foundation and you're going to go holy crap like the wood could be all rotted out. There could be a bunch of termite damage. If you have any metal uh, 
conduit, studs, uh, anything metal, even your wiring shouldn't affect your wiring, but you'll see it's all rusted out. It's going to tell you, hey, we've had a problem for a long time. That's what we want to prevent because at that point, you don't just have a mold infestation behind your walls. You've got some major structural damage. And for those of you that are like, hey, it's that's okay. You know, we finished our basement and we know how to build a wall and put the studs back in and all that. Well, it might not be that easy, and you, you might have to chase that mold, not just in your office in the basement. It could literally be the entire side of the house. Well, so then you've got walls that obviously are perpendicular to the foundation that are going to be of concern. You're going to have a major problem. So that's my whole point with, you know, what, what, what can a crack lead to, and how do we address it? So... Let's just kind of recap it. Uh, a, a common, and this is by home inspection standards, what we determine as common curing and settling cracks in hard surfaces is up to one eighth of an inch in width. I don't, to, I think that's a little larger than it should be, but you get my point. Um, those are common. Now, if you have them everywhere, that wouldn't be common. But if in, you know, in your living room, you have a crack above your, your door that goes into a bathroom or in, into a kitchen or whatnot. And it kind of just runs from the top corner of the door up to the ceiling. It's always been there. It's never changed. Not a big deal. If that same crack, though, tends to be getting a little bit bigger. When I say a little bit, we can be talking, you know, a sixteenth or a millimeter. Uh, you know, we're, we're talking very small measurements. If it's slowly getting bigger, something's causing that. And... Where I just gave the example, the first place I would check is the roof above that. And if the roof above that is all good, everything's intact, there's no defects, you have, you you should have a common track or crack. Um, should you contact somebody uh, if you believe that that's getting worse? Absolutely. You can bring in a home inspector. You don't have to call an engineer and pay them. You know, I don't know what they charge, $1,000 to, to, to come look at things. Um, but call a home inspector or call a mold specialist and say, hey, you know, I want to make sure that you can take a look at this crack. You know, I want you to, you know, you got to make sure, obviously, this mold inspector has an infrared camera. I want you to make sure there's no moisture concerns going on up in the attic. Like that, you, you would address that. So um, foundation cracks, like we talked about earlier, if you have a foundation crack even if the it's it's a common crack if the dirt grade outside is level that water's still going to get in through that crack and make its way down that wall whatever's on the other side of that wall if it's a crawl space if it's a basement that's where that water's going to end up and it doesn't mean that things are going to be you know necessarily wet but you're going to have moist two by fours or moist soils. Those moist soils elevate the humidity. The humidity gets above 60%. Then you have mold. So <clears throat> three things to remember with a mold infestation. Three major things it has to have. Food source, which is cellulose materials. So wood, sheetrock, insulation. Has to have the mold spores, which are naturally present. So you're not really going to get rid of that. And then the third thing is, is the humidity, humidity above 80%. So Remember, those cracks could allow moisture into the wall cavity. That water's going to run somewhere. 
And at the end of the day, it could be a common crack, but you could have major, major humidity concerns, let's say in a crawl space, which elevates the humidity. And then you could have a mold infestation literally all over the insulation and all over your floor joists. So fairly major. Okay. So keep that in mind. Just don't ignore cracks. That's one of the, the, the most common things I hear from my clients. Well, you know, that crack was there forever. We've lived here for 20 years and that crack hasn't changed. Well, did you measure it? Did you take pictures every year? Probably they nine times out of 10, they're like, well, no, we just looked at it. So make sure you pay attention to those cracks or you're going to end up with moisture intrusion, which is going to lead to obviously moisture or uh, mold infestations. So here's our call to action. Walk around the, what I call the apron footprint of your home, walk around it, check, make sure all your grading looks good. Everything's sloping away from the home. Check your foundation for any cracks. So simple, take you 10 minutes. Um, one of, well, this is something that I cover in all of my books. So, you know, right now I've got four books. We're working on our fifth, should be up, hopefully done here in a couple months, but we've got books available on Amazon. If you go to amazon.com, uh, and then search Steve Worsley. Um, there's all four books will pull up. You can buy it in paperback, you can buy it in audible, or you can get it in uh, Kindle. Um, so go to Amazon and check out our books. Uh, but anyhow, that's it for this episode, episode 176. Have a great day. Thank you for listening to this episode. Make sure you go to our website at cnccontractorservices.com and sign up for the mold investigation checklist. Again, go to cnccontractorservices.com and get your free mold investigation checklist today. You can also on cnccontractorservices.com find out more about Steve's courses and books and consultations. Once again, go to cnccontractorservices.com.